Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to episode 177 of the In Squash podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Gibson, and uh, yes, Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, before we get into the podcast today, just want to thank all of you uh, for listening over the last year. It's been a great one, and this is no exception on episode 177. Uh, we have Sarah Jane Perry, uh, the winner of the Black Ball Open uh, just recently, and uh, what an event that was, what a tournament for her that was, and the lead up to that event uh, she had played in the tour finals and the Egyptian Open I believe it was called just uh, there in November uh, didn't perform up to in terms of uh, her results uh, although as she says uh, she did play she felt she played well enough uh, but anyways uh, she came into this event and uh, really really played some exceptional squash she had to battle her way through some early round matches and then uh, the semis and finals were unbelievable so we talked to Sarah Jane about all of that on episode 177 as a Christmas Eve day special. It's Christmas Eve day here where I am, so hopefully we'll get this out on Christmas Eve day where you are. So, uh, But before uh, we get into it, I just want to give a shout out to our uh, sponsor, uh, Active Scout, one of our sponsors, Active Scout, and uh, Rob Eberhardt of Active Scout, the man behind it, he'll be joining us on the first episode of 2021, that'll be early in the year, and he's going to lay everything out for us, and uh, Active Scout is a way of growing the game, and that's something we really want to uh, achieve in the game these days. Uh, Rob's been uh, hard at work with his team on the Active Scout app and he's going to lay it all out for us you can take a look at active scout though yourselves by going to activescout.com that's active without the e scout.com take a look at it read up on it and then uh, also in the new year i believe it probably will be episode 179 because we do have one more episode before the year uh before we finish this year uh so that'll be episode 179 but yes active scout without the e Com. And without further ado, episode 177, really enjoyed having Sarah Jane on, friend of the podcast. This is her maybe fourth appearance on the podcast. She was one on one of our earlier ones, and I think two subsequent ones. This is a very special one. It was great to see her play at such an incredible level, playing some such incredible squash. And, uh, you know, she had uh, a very, very talented opponent to dispose of in the final in Haniel El-Hamimi, and she did that in an incredible fifth game. Congratulations to her and Hanya, who played extremely well all year. So anyways, episode 177, Sarah Jane Perry. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Sarah Jane. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, Merry Christmas uh, to you and a uh, lovely Christmas tree you've got there. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. It's none Mine's... of none of doing whatsoever. But <laughs> <laughs> Mine's right beside me as well, but you, you can't see it. But uh, me too. My mom is decorated by the time I got home from work. So uh, yeah, mine, mine was decorated by the time I got home from black ball. So <laughs> Well, congratulations, by the way. Uh, that was an uh, absolutely uh, incredible. Uh, I know you've probably heard this so many times, but really uh, incredible performance. Um, probably uh, for a lot of us, maybe not for you, but uh, sort of unexpected. Uh, uh, not not that uh, you know you you uh, you weren't capable, but just uh, leading up to it uh, didn't really uh, sort of hadn't been playing as well as you had in the past. But we'll, we'll get to that uh, a little later on, if you don't, uh, 
if you don't mind. But uh, you're back in the UK uh, now, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm at, I'm at home. Uh, came home on Sunday, um, and uh, yeah, just been having a a bit of a bit of time off and stuff since then. Good chance to have time off. Uh, we've got a bit of a break now, but also had a beautiful deep blister which uh is still not quite healed now <laughs> Ooh, okay uh, yeah all those five game matches uh is that the on your foot bottom of your foot is yeah. it yeah yeah right on the right on the ball of my foot right where i want to push push off and everything so that right. was uh, that it was pretty painful for the last few matches but the adrenaline the adrenaline always sort, sorts it out and then you go home and have no adrenaline and it uh it uh, takes some takes some time to recover. Yeah, uh, definitely. Well, it, it's probably uh, good timing then, isn't it? You can now you can just put your feet up and, and enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's one of those where normally we don't get chance to properly, properly just wind down and enjoy Christmas as well because we always have TOC around the corner. Um, mm. If you can hear my cat, she's being very loud. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> my dog, my dog chimes in every now and then, but uh, yeah. So I think yeah, that's a bit of it's a bit of a different. I mean, it's a very different Christmas for you know for most people this year. Um, so although actually it's a shame I won't get to see um, all my family or everyone, all my friends and family. The ones I do get to see will be nice. And that's like, blah, blah. <laughs> Come here. Yeah, she can us. Tell, tell her to come on up. And, uh... Well, she usually likes us. She usually does that when she wants attention, but she won't come here for attention. Anyway, right. <laughs> she's quite noisy. That's all right. That's cool. Uh, so what what is it like there now? What what I know they have this tier system in the UK. And uh, are you uh, in or out of harm's way, uh, relatively speaking? Um, we're in where I live. Um, we're in tier three out of four. Four was four created the other day, it seems. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, all the shops are allowed to be open. The gyms and the squash club is allowed to be open, but it's like mm-hmm. the same household or solo practice only. Um, and then we have sort of like an elite exemption. We had to be um, sort of passed by a doctor and verified that we're not going home to anyone vulnerable and we're not vulnerable ourselves etc so we're allowed to then train with other people who've also had got that exemption with um sort of some extra guidelines in place about you know like um symptom checking temperature checking things like that um but i mean uh, into tier the, the areas in tier four like london they have they've had to shut like every all non-essential shops and gyms and everything again um yeah. so that's that's a bit of a, a a bummer and they you know for christmas we're allowed um you're allowed up to three households was for a few days it's now literally just for christmas day um so i mean yeah. it's it, like i said very different to usual but it's i think although I think evil, it, I guess. far too late from boris i think it's probably necessary yeah no definitely i mean we don't know we we missed it. Uh, we missed uh, dealing with it properly in the beginning, so we don't want to uh, make things worse. 
do we? We don't know how to how to respond, uh, really, do we? No. Until the vaccines are ready. But e even the vaccines are are tricky. I've had yeah, a, I know a couple of people who've taken the vaccine, and they've had uh, some side effects. There there have been a few well, side. Yeah, effects. I had, there's some major side effects. Like basically, you basically have the flu for two weeks after you've had it. For some, a lot of people. Um, yeah. oh like symptoms which for a lot of people the symptoms will be worse than the actual virus but it's for the people the vulnerable people obviously that we you know you don't you think you don't want them to catch and you don't want to pass it on to them so it's kind of trying to be um as as responsible as as possible but you know yeah. and i think the psa have had a, <laughs> a mammoth task and, well, they, uh, haven't they done a great job, though? I mean, uh, uh, with the events they've put on, uh, first mm -hmm. Egypt, then Qatar with uh, Ong Benghi, he did a fantastic job, him and his group, and again in Egypt. And no, like nothing in the aftermath and during those events, nothing uh, negative in terms of the, the COVID uh, situation yeah, came out of players, it. It's amazing. The players have gone to an event, tested negative, then tested positive, which... Um, or even have even got to an event and tested positive. The players that have had tested positive have all been before the event and they've not been able to come. Um, so I think that's been really, really well thought out from PSA. They've really, you know, they've um, talked to us on the athlete commission quite a bit about uh, about about returning, about how the players felt, and there was a wide, as you can imagine, there was a wide. Um, a variation in players that were desperate, really desperate to play, and mm. you know, were yep. feel, feeling really, I feel, and still are the players on the challenger tour, particularly feeling very lost without playing, um, you know, sense of purpose, something to look forward to, etc. Um, but then there was, I guess, players you, that were, you know, quite a bit about that now, don't you, uh, Sarah? You're the uh, the president of the women's uh, PSA now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, so me and you're Dali, probably a bit actively, uh, yeah. Leeds Commission. Um, so we have like a group of players um, from all different countries and rankings, and we get feedback. You know, it's it's a it's a funnel of information and and communication between the uh, PSA board that me and Ali therefore sit on, but also the office to um, to yeah, just get that flow of information and communication back and forth so that we can get the uh, you know the events as well as being as, as safe and um everything for the players that we you know they listen to the players wants and needs and you know they are doing the the challenger tour is really a uh it you know it's hard to put many events on in certain areas some events some areas are allowing things like that <clears throat> and some aren't so I think when it in like in the UK they've just not been able to host any, and that's that's been a real shame. I think England squash. There's one in France right now as we as we yeah. speak, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, there was. Yeah, there was also supposed to be one in England right now, but then that area went into a higher tier, and that tier meant that that it really that it wasn't possible. Um, so they they are trying to listen to the players and work out as much as possible but I think it's it's an absolute you know it's a huge jigsaw and it, everything's last minute and things change so unfortunately that 
the PSA event had to be cancelled with, you know, um, the the one in England had to be cancelled with very yeah. little notice because of the change in circumstances. Um, yeah. And it's it's hard because a lot of the, a lot of the players want to go. Well, this is what this is what normally happens. Well, normally they've got this many events, and normally this, normally that. You know, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not normal at the moment. And mm. even in in, I think that's a five thousand dollar event in France. I want to say. Yeah. Um, which you wouldn't normally get. Um, you Victor may play it whilst he's on his break from college. Potentially, yeah, I think Victor Lucas is playing. Wouldn't normally get Lucas, someone of Lucas's ranking playing. Yeah. PSA just wanted to get players to be able to play, and actually, for those events, the promoter may actually want some, you know, encourages them to put that on if actually they might get a slightly um, a higher rank, some a couple of higher rank players than usual, and it's balancing that with giving giving opportunities to the players that aren't able to play many other events. So it's, it's a, it's a thankless task. And, uh, yeah. you know, myself, Ali and the athletes commissioner trying to give our best input and everything we can, but I think that all the hard work really has been definitely been done by, uh, by the Lee Beachill and the operations team in the office with Hannah and everyone. So they're <laughs> definitely a task I, uh, don't envy to be honest yeah oh definitely well let's uh, let's just hope 2021 uh you know things get a bit better for you guys for the players for all the players uh let's, let's yeah absolutely. now uh, sarah jane i want to if you don't mind just take a look back uh at how all this sort of evolved for you uh, the win uh, we'll we'll go back to to the tour finals and and um cib i mean both of those tournaments i mean you uh when you left uh, the CIB after, uh, I think, I forget who you played in the, oh, uh, Farid, was it Farid? Farid, yeah. Yeah, and she, um, she's a very, very, uh, we saw in the, in the black ball just how good she, she can be, but uh, uh, obviously you, you would have expected to, to win that match. Uh, so heading, when you, had, when you left um, uh, the CIB back to the UK, uh, what, were your, what were your thoughts at that time? And uh, sort of what did you and the team uh, discuss and, and, and do after that? I think, I think firstly, um, everyone, everyone has bad days at the office. And I think yeah. that's important to kind of realize for yourself as well. Because um, I felt pretty good going over to Egypt and um, uh, I didn't win any of my matches at the tour finals, but I was, I, I thought I played some, some good squash and was yeah. in two bad and things like that. That, that, so that was the, the, the dialogue in, from, yeah. from a lot of people. A lot of people thought, you know, you were playing well, even though you yeah. lost those matches. Yeah. I think I was playing all right, but I think it's, it's a challenging kind of time with, you're not actually used to being away from home anymore. Um, and although I, you know, I, trained well in between the events and things like that when where I sort of decided to stay in between um was fine but I think it's really tough um playing at I think I played about I want to say I played at like 6 p.m or 7 p.m or something yeah and not being allowed not being allowed to go and hit that day mm -hmm. um same you know same for absolutely everyone so it's not it you know 
it was just a, one of those cases of where everything everything that could just go slightly wrong are you you're a bit of a slow starter too aren't you uh Sometimes I don't. I mean, I'm getting well, obviously this reputation this week, but I came yeah. by, like came flying out the first two matches. So um, I don't want I don't want to completely be tarnished with that brush. Um, right. But <laughs> but I think I haven't played Farida before, um, and I have uh, I had played I had played her sister a few years ago, Habiba, who was plays very um, until a, until she had a surgery it was an elbow or a shoulder she you know played a played a very similar game to Farida so I, like and I have watched her I know knew what to expect but I think it's just it's just one of those where it's just a bad day at the office I couldn't hit I couldn't hit a straight drive down the backhand and you know if I can't hit a ball if, if I'm not hitting a, a decent line down the backhand then it must be a really bad day to be honest mm. um <laughs> yeah it's generally generally that's one of my um major strengths so when I came back we didn't panic didn't panic too much I didn't I just wasn't enjoying being on court for that match either um mm. that's very unusual as well so yeah I guess um, if you had it in your mind beforehand that uh, you wanted a, a bit of a warm-up and uh, you know that that could have yeah I wouldn't say I was complacent and thinking like that you know I knew she was a good I knew she was a good player um, and she'd had some some good results before that, so um, yeah, I wasn't being complacent at all. Um, I just lots of reasons. Just that day was was not uh, was not a good day at the office. So when I came back, I didn't panic too much. But one of the things I wanted to do was um, use the use the next block to work on my um, work on my physicality and really um you know give that give some give a push in in that sort of direction mm. um which i think obviously you know i, I thought i was in a, a ton better shape than i what going into this event than the other two um yeah. and it's it's easy to see that in you know it's easy to see things in hindsight yeah um but but like i, said, I think I, I didn't panic um you know i i didn't panic we just went away and we said right here's here's what i'm going to do for the next tournament and um i won't i, I won't name names but a, a couple of people were suggesting that uh i was in some sort of crisis because i lost lost one first round or second round match yeah um yeah. so i think you, you know i think the last time the last time i lost to someone i mean outside the I, the last time I lost to, to someone outside the top twenty was probably when I lost to I lost to Rachel Grinham in Texas, uh, probably two and a half, two years ago, something like that. No, um, absolutely. I mean, you're 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 very consistent, generally uh, speaking. Uh, uh, you you usually play to your ranking at least, and then then some. So, yeah, yeah. I think so, then that, yeah. that that was what was surprising and. Uh, uh, I guess caught a, caught a few people uh, unawares. I guess you could say. Yeah, it was also one of those games where you just where it was. I just wished it. You know, the the games like that, you wish they're on a glass court and you've got uh, a the court makes just the court bigger and you're you mm. know generally a bit better. But also, 
I'm not going to lie. I would have liked. I would have liked to be uh, a video review in that match. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. it actually helped or not is uh, nobody could ever know. But uh, right. it was. Yeah. It was what it was. One of those, and I just let it all get to me, and that's why I think actually helped me this tournament. No matter what happened, and no matter mm. how frustrated I was, I think I just kept trying to find a way to stay really positive. Well, that's, uh, I, was, I was going to bring that up later, but that, that seemed to me, like you mentioned your, your physicality, which was obvious uh, to every, I think most people who were watching, you look fitter than you've ever been uh, almost. Yeah. You look really fit, but uh, something that stuck out to, to me and I didn't watch, I saw most of your matches, but I didn't watch all of them. But uh, something that stuck out to me was just the fact that uh, you, you didn't seem to really get too bothered by the officiating as much as you, you know, tend to sometimes. And I think that might have helped uh, just help you stay the course during those really, <laughs> all those close matches that, that you had. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the, you know, like I said, I was in probably fitter than I've ever been. Um, and I, I, I was really took a, um, tried to just, look at everything and just make sure that everything was spot on. And one of the things that I think really helped that was either just being in better physical shape. Mm. Um, um, and a lot of that was backed up by um, a sort of new, not, I wouldn't say new, but just I, I've, I've looked at the nutrition side a lot before, but never really focused on the performance nutrition side in the tournaments so you and not to a, like a hundred percent all around sort of view and I know mm. the basic you know I know the basics and everything like that but I work, was working with a new nutritionist this this time I was working with them for that whole period building up to it as well so yeah. we worked on the training side but then actually it was really interesting what he was saying for the actual in-tournament performance side. Um, and so that did definitely, definitely help aid my recovery and be able yeah. to back up better. Um, and that's something that I'd definitely be able to take forward into the, into the other into the other tournaments. I think I've, I've won some big, big tournaments and then as big as this one, but I've also never won any of those where it was five matches in five days. Um, the shortest the shortest of which which was against Camille Sam which kind of says something really doesn't it um, well, in terms of longevity too I mean the, the matches that you played getting to the finals I mean the, the cumulatively uh, I mean you, you put in you logged in quite a few uh, quite a bit of time there yeah absolutely I think that's one of that's been one of I think my possible downfalls in the past that when I have done that I've then sort of ran out of steam or mm. uh, not been able to continue pushing with the, the same intensity and just hit a bit of a wall. So to to drag some of my matches out and still and still keep going was uh, it was a huge positive. Yeah. Well, that was huge. Now, there was, there was one thing, and, and I could be way off on this, but uh, your first match uh, against Emily uh, was uh, was very, very close. And uh, you know that she's a fighter and she she's very, very, very tough uh, to play, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh but 
uh, having uh, gotten through that one uh, uh, in a close match, I guess uh, at the end of that match, how did you feel? I mean, you must have felt like sort of maybe a, a bit of a, a monkey off your back kind of thing. You got through the that with a win and then you could sort of go and say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go here. Yeah, that was a, that was a strange match really, because mm. like I played reasonably well throughout, but I felt like the, and, and not in, not in any sort of excuse, but I felt like the rubber, the rubber, the green just kept going her way. And although I was still, I felt like I was playing like better squash and hitting better areas and everything like this. She just, was just there all the time. And I think, yeah, I won the first comfortably. And then I just lost my concentration at the end of the second. Um, mm. I think, you know, I let, I, that, that's the one time I think I did let a referee's decision get to me. Yeah. To me, the ball was clearly clearly out on the outlines, how they can not insist that the line is a different colour to the court. I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, that was strange. <laughs> like the, the, that was almost camouflaged, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, yeah, no, I just, I let that, I let that one get to me. I lost the second game then mm. when I probably shouldn't have done at all. And then I won the third comfortably. So in reality, if I'd not lost that concentration, I'd been off three love and been quite pleased with the performance. And actually, again, like I was a bit unlucky to lose the, lose the fourth as well. So I think, you know, when I came off and, um, and I was 10 7. were testing you. 10 7 in the fifth, ball clearly bounced twice, video looked at it, and then I've still got, then they still can't see it. So I've got to play more points again. So it's literally like testing, testing, testing me. And when I came off, you know, I spoke to Rob, my coach, afterwards, and he was, he was really positive. And he's just like, well, you know, at two all, it could have been four love. And <laughs> it, it was yeah. one of those where, if I'd have lost, it it would have been ridiculous because actually I think, yeah, you know, I was always ahead. I was always <laughs> always playing the slightly better squash. And whilst I think Emily, you know, I think she was more relaxed than last time I played her and she played she did play some great, great squash. Mm. Um but it, I think it was like, oh, I've just put it if I just put two inches wider, if I just put two inches higher, it was like it was such small margins off being like all winners and she you know to be fair to her she get you know she stuck in and she kept getting yeah. back and she hacking things like that but I didn't actually feel like although the scoreline says it was really close I, I didn't actually feel like the action squash was close which sounds really weird to say no no that, that, yeah that, that's, that's it's something yeah, you hear in sports all the time although it's the score was close it wasn't indicative of the the actual match I mean, yeah. Other people may see it say may see it quite differently, but that's how yeah. that's how we for it. Yeah, but I, I was uh, I was just thinking. You know, I mean, you mentioned uh, you know sometimes you get the you know the officials uh, you know sometimes give, not giving you the the benefit of the doubt. Do you find that to be the case, especially when you when you play against a short like someone shorter than you? Like a lot. I mean, everyone's shorter than you, but uh, someone like that. I mean, it's got to be tricky, isn't it? When you've got a big girl and a small girl. Uh, the you, I think, natural inclination might be to sort of say, "Oh, she's she's so tall and, and she she doesn't get out of the way," that kind of thing. Yeah. Is, that, is that something you have to you feel you have to deal with sometimes? Uh, sometimes I think so. I think most players, most of the players, are really really fair. Um, occasionally, mm. I feel like. I feel, only occasionally I feel like I have to sort of overclear 
and over um, give, give space and give lines and things like that. But some of that might be, you know, some of that might well be, it just looks worse when people run into me and when I run it, it looks worse and I run into other people than when they run into me basically. Um, <laughs> Cause I'm never the one that, that gets, I'm never the one that bounces off. So uh, <laughs> I, I I don't, I, it just, that's just how it is. And I have to, and then sometimes I think it looks worse when I run into, when I like just run into people yeah. because they're a lot smaller than me. I think it can look a lot worse than uh, Absolutely. it actually is. Yeah. It's um, not your fault. Uh, no, but, but then on the same, on the same page is, is the fact that, you know, uh, quite a lot of people like to point out online that over the years, although I've got a lot better, have been quite whingy. So uh, windy with the referees so I've kind of uh, <laughs> made made my own bed there as well um, right. so I, I think I have learned that generally sometimes it's fine to make a point um, and to you know to, to say your point but actually they're not going to change that decision but you know so I try to keep to try to keep what I'm saying down to a you know either asking what line you know if, if the line's not there or you're asking for a reason and trying yeah. to do it in the possible manner but my uh my, in in the heat at the moment my brain thinks it's logical and it's it's not always so occasionally that doesn't always go to plan but um um you know particularly with particularly with john mazzarello i know i i know soon you know there's no point me saying really boo to boo to a goose to him you know um because he's he's already decided if i open my mouth and get it i'm getting i'm getting yeah. told to shut up and that's the end of that so yeah. um but i think but i think actually over the years as well i think i've also uh probably earned a bit of respect for referees that of some of the balls that i can get back as well oh, for sure. uh, and you know i'm not my, my my problem sometimes is that i'm as as i'm not agile as some of the smaller smaller more nimble players um sometimes they get decisions where so they're able to just like nip round <laughs> and right. that's not that's not in my uh unfortunately that's not in that's my not your uh, movement pattern yeah yeah that's not my movement pattern um uh, yeah i was watching about one of my matches back yesterday and i got i got given a low let because i was told i should go down by the wall and i was like well then i'll be on the wrong side to hit the shot like yeah. It was so it was one of those movements, and you go, well, I just want just want a let because for me, I don't you don't want to run straight forward to the ball, and, and you know you call it frying pan, then don't we? Like, no. and I guess at the end business. of the day, isn't it? Uh, I guess it's the referee's responsibility to to know you know who who the combatants are. You know, you're you're tall, you're you move a certain way, you get to certain balls in a certain way, and other players uh, likewise. So. That's their yeah. responsibility to uh, to manage that, yeah. isn't it? I thought. I thought actually. I thought the refereeing was generally um, mm. thought the gen- you know generally was was more consistent last week. Generally, um, yeah. <laughs> obviously, that there's always going to be some some controversial decisions and um, and and things like that. But um, I think is what we what we want as players is consistency. Um, and to know that it, to know what's expected of you basically um and because i think sometimes there's just decisions unfortunately like you know when i'm playing 
I played Joel particularly, you know, we're both very fair players and we're trying to move around each other, but sometimes we get in each other's way. That's just how it is. And yeah, um, and yeah there are going to be, there are going to be some lets and just, that's just, and you know, there's not, it wasn't loads. If it gets out of hand, then you have to kind of, it, then it's important to start actually managing the game. But until then, I think it's, you go along the same path each, each match, each, tournament and then the players get to know it more and I think you'll find then actually the decisions go down naturally whereas I think sometimes you get too many they go into a tournament with a they've, they've had a discussion beforehand on one topic which hasn't been then necessarily told yeah. to us <laughs> no exactly yeah <laughs> they go in and out right everyone needs to play everything this tournament and we're going to give if they could possibly have played it'll be a no let and um well, they, yeah, they should do, you know, they, they should hand out like a sheet of uh, sort of like some sort of sheet before the before the event. This is what, you know, the officials are looking at uh, this week. And the, these are things that we've uh, identified uh, leading up to uh, this event. Yeah. So just be careful. Yeah. 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 And if you don't read that email, then it's your own fault. But uh, yeah. but I think that's you know, something to go going forward. And I think they've got this new referee platform online so the referees can actually... Mm-hmm. Um, even without matches, just be kept, you know, keeping their brain working in the right sort of things and practicing more. And hopefully, uh, they will get will get them all on the same page. Then, so I think it's it's going in the right direction um, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I thought uh, there was one match in particular early in the men's event. It was the Mustafa Mustafa Saw match against um, I think it was Paul Cole or something. Uh, maybe Miguel, I think it was against Miguel and uh, Mazzarella was basically schooling him. He was saying, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. Something along those lines. And he didn't, he, he listened to yeah. him and he, he played really, really well and he was well-mannered. And, you know, yeah. I think that, that uh, testament to, to J J M for, uh, for doing that. Yeah. I didn't see that much. I did see the one where he played Paul and he gave, yeah, John gave a few early on, which, um, sort of set the tone to um to Mustafa and actually to his credit he then did play you know he went for a few cheap lets and cheap strokes early on and didn't get them and yeah. uh then he just played you know he did play the ball and then choose to play squash which was nice to see um that actually looked like it almost three Paul off then uh, I think Paul yeah. was then expecting expecting uh, more antics than there were um so I no, think that's, the only yeah, antics that's... were uh, were at the end, after it was all <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't, uh, I won't comment on those. But no, the, uh... no. just a young <laughs> young boy getting carried away. We'll we'll chalk yeah. that up to. Uh... The choosing to play squash was uh, yeah, it was much better. It was much better to watch. Yeah, and how about that four minute plus rally? <laughs> I think four minutes forty seconds. That in. Threw it in Paul's favour, but I think uh, unfortunately, Paul, like, miss, you, you see it in you see it time and time again in squash. Someone decides to be more just aggressive with their play, and, and someone decides to be kind of more passive. And you saw that 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 fifth game of that match was yeah, that's exactly uh, definitely definitely that. I think um, Paul obviously went a bit went a bit passive, and yeah, that actually allowed Mustafa to be aggressive, but. Uh, yeah, you could see it the way it played out. I feel I feel yeah. really bad for for Paul because he's definitely he's got it. He's got it in his you know his game is really good right now. I think he just got he got lost there. You could tell. 
yeah, yeah. He just he just got lost. He started perfectly, and then the fourth game was perfect again, and then just got a bit just just got flustered and lost and just went passive. I think Mustafa was, uh, yeah, he's got tons and tons and tons of testosterone and uh, adrenaline flying around. Yeah. He was, you yeah. know, he was, and and he was winning points on his shots, and then he was enjoying. Yeah. He, enjoying that so he's going oh that's what I'm going to keep doing that well, yeah, the ending of that like... match was uh, <laughs> unbelievable the way he finished it that's for sure yeah it was yeah, yeah. but uh, I want to talk about your your final uh we're, we're you know been great with your time Sarah as always uh but uh you know you got to the final you had a great great win over uh, Joel all the games went through all the games you won were extra time so that that's a testament yeah. to the, the the extra work you've been putting putting in in the fitness department uh and the focus uh but uh you, you went up against uh, Hanya El Hamami and uh you know leading in up to that match she's been you know the, the the player that everyone's been talking about on the women's tour uh and for good reason I mean she's got an incredible all-around game there's no real no weakness uh, I don't find in her game maybe her youth is the only thing <clears throat> but what were you thinking of uh during uh you know le leading up to that match uh knowing that you had to play her so I played I played it last time at the same tournament in March and I lost 3-2 and I came out of that match feeling like Actually, I did quite well because I thought I played really poorly in that match. Um, mm. I did quite well to find a way to get it back to two all. Um, so, so I knew you, if you I were down two love in that one as well, or uh, no, I was down one love in that one, okay. and then I was yeah. down down two, two one. one. I think, yeah. um, but I think it, it, like you said, it's a bit of a youth, youth versus experience. Um, battle is what I kind of wanted to make it um, <laughs> yeah. um I, I don't yeah normally you wouldn't you wouldn't wouldn't try and be too loved down and I definitely didn't try and be too loved down um but I think in the I, it was some real positives in the second game although I hit a couple of I hit a few too many errors still but I felt like I was getting more control of the rallies um and I was making her do a lot of work as well. I think that's, she is very fit and, you know, there's no doubt about that. But if you keep stopping someone and keep making them do hard movements, it is going to pay off in the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's, I think that's something that I sometimes forget about my squash that, because I naturally, you know, the, the way I naturally play is to disrupt people's movement and mm. disrupt their rhythm. And actually, you have it's a field day against me. <laughs> but players, I wouldn't know players, what's going on. Players like Hania or or Kami, for ex example, that play on that high intensity, high pace, but with a lot of rhythm. When they play each other, it's absolutely brutal because they're both mm. playing at this really high tempo, and that. But they they both love that tempo as well, so they can they can play those 80, 80, 80 minute matches like that. But actually. Um, so what sometimes I know I need to go for a rally or two like that with with them but actually when I can get in for me using using my bit of increased fitness to get on the ball a bit quicker with options and options is my like dream world I guess where yeah. you know I know I've got options and I can hit five six different shots from the same position then I just have to keep hitting different ones positively 
because mm. if you know I know I can get into these positions there and I've got so many options that actually I have to then they have to check their movement they have to stop and then to keep stopping and going is it's really hard work uh, even for mm. someone that's that you know that is that fit and that young um, and although she kept getting the ball back I think you saw then that started to bring a bit of indecision, not indecision necessarily into her play, but um, it looked to me like there was a bit, she was a little bit discouraged, so, uh, uh, you know, maybe for sort of not being able to control the, the, the tempo the yeah. way that she wanted. Yeah, I think, I think it was then, you know, she's all, she likes to hit those clean lines and things like that. And then if I'm finding my corners and getting her to hit, you know boast out and things like that give me the opportunities I think it then start it's very easy for them to start getting frustrated and then I was giving her a lot I was giving her a lot less opportunities so then when she did get a chance I think there's a lot puts a lot more pressure on those opportunities then and then you started to see uh making some errors um Mm. and or trying to force things and and things like that and you know it's it's something that I try to be aware of <laughs> and yeah. um you know so it's it's when to for me it's when to batten down the hatches and keep it straight when to actually get onto the ball as quickly as I can and just play with a lot of pace when to start turning it back across people and if you know if I start turning it back across people too early in a match when they're too fresh then they're on it they're, you know like someone like Joelle gets across there really quick, Hania on the volley, bang. Um, and then I'm in a lot of trouble. Whereas actually when I start to do it at the right times and can start to control someone's movement to a certain extent, that's like, that's when I'm at my best. And although I was still, still hitting way more errors than I wanted to, but I couldn't just, you know, I couldn't just go passive at the same time. Mm. I know I have to attack. Did you go, and... did you, what, what do you think when you have match ball against you, though? Do you, do you go, you've got two match balls against you. Uh, uh, I think do you just go passive or they... do you just look for those opportunities oh, still? I think I think it depends who you're playing and what the situation is. But in that one, I think it was about, for me, about hitting the hitting positively to the back and get waiting being patient for my opportunity and then being positive. Um, I think I hit a, I want to say I hit a backhand volley drop to save one of them. Yeah. Um, and then she um, clipped the sidewall and gave me a stroke for the other one. And then, the, and then I could, you know, then you can smell blood <laughs> and you're just yeah. ready, you know, if you're, like, you're just ready to then, um, then I go into that, sort of looking to really attack the front and the back. I think that's one of the things this week. I hit a lot of winners to the back, not just the front. So hitting them to both. So then that's when I think I really get people unsettled. And I turned it round from 8-10 to 12-10 very, very yeah, quickly. Impressive. And I think, yeah, I've, I've, read, I've read a lot of comments and a lot of messages sent yeah. about the, the quiet in the crowd. But actually, like, that moment, that that silence and that almost you almost felt like a gasp in the crowd like you know it gone from match ball and they were getting ready to celebrate their player winning to two all and it's anyone's game again and I think that actually you know I'm, I, I don't expect to get to get cheers and stuff in Egypt playing an Egyptian player you know 
that's right. that's not a problem for me. Um, and actually, the yeah, silence seems to be a bit of the, quite a bit of discussion more. on social media about that uh, <laughs> the Egyptians. But I mean, that's even back you know back in the late '80s, early '90s with Ahmed Broad. I mean, you watch some of the old footage; they're up there with the flag going crazy and uh, cheering. Like, uh, I mean that. Uh, that's just part of uh, playing in Egypt. Uh, they, they have a real passion for mm-hmm. for their players. Not necessarily, you know, maybe maybe it's not the most uh, respectful to all all players, but it's uh, a passion for the game and and the players there. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind it. Like I was there. I'm there to do a job, and if they want to cheer my good shots, then great. If not, then I'll cheer them myself. But I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I know that I know I've got plenty of people at home cheering them on for me. So I mean, yeah. I think it was exaggerated on the TV as well, but um, it didn't bother me kind of one bit. Well, but I think I mean, I'm- you really didn't hear it. I, I mean, uh, on the squash TV, there's it doesn't sound like you know it's a raucous uh, crowd or anything like that because I think they're just so. I don't know if they have yeah. uh, social dis- distancing, obviously, with the seating yeah. there. So it's not as noisy to the viewer I, I don't think on the, on the squash yeah team. no I think it's that noisy anyway but I think so I think yeah that kind of g'd me on for the uh for the fifth game and physically mm. physically I still felt good um yeah and see her head drop a little bit and I you know I knew I needed to get out there and have a good start to the to the fifth which I did um and then she you know she got herself back into it and um I hit a couple of <clears throat> couple of poor shot choice and things like that but I think I just really didn't let those get to me like I just was really objective about them going right was it was it the right shot choice yes then aim a bit higher um mm. <laughs> was it the wrong shot choice if it was a wrong shot choice then what should you fit hit that one next time you know rather than right. berating myself um which is something I've definitely been guilty of in the past mm. as well yeah, like um, I said earlier, I mean, I noticed that hugely uh, throughout the event. I mean, you didn't get down on your yourself or get upset with the officials as much. And I, I think that was, you know, a big part. Uh, obviously, the good, exceptional uh, squash was a big part too. But, uh, you know, that mental part of it is uh, is huge when you've got talent anyways. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, something I've worked really hard on as well. It's never been... Um, occasion you know I've, I've always had the ability to kind of get stuck in and dig dig myself out of some holes and, and things like that but I think just finding a way to stay positive um I thought was uh great for me this week and that's mm. something that you know make sure I'm carrying through into my next um my next events and I, I think the other the other thing has been a quite a there was I know there's quite a bit of discussion about was my was my shot choice at nine or at nine all in the fifth um, where yeah. I sent, sent, sent her the wrong way. But, you know, how I see it is I'd hit a lot straight down that backhand for the whole match, um, short and long, mostly long, but I'd attacked straight quite a lot down that backhand. And um, I knew that at that point I'd not played that, that I'd not played that shot. And I knew if I was balanced um, and executed it well, then I could hit it with a, quite a high margin and a much higher margin than I could go attacking straight. So to mm-hmm. me, it was like a bit, it's a bit of a, in, in my, in my head, it's, and it's a shot of practice loads and loads of time. It's not a shot I just made up or yeah, yeah, <laughs> anything. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, so to me, it was actually 
a really high percentage Mm. shot choice and if I knew if I played it right there's a good chance she wasn't actually going to read it as well um and you know it was I played it I was was perfectly balanced it was perfectly set up to look like I was going to nail it down the wall um and then you know I don't think I've played it much better than that any time in practice so (laughs) and if you actually look as well it wasn't anywhere near the tin um it was you know great margin on it and I think that's the for me that's the that's this kind of deceptive squash I want to be playing not the not going and trying to hit everything an inch above the tin all the time um that's when which sort of have been doing in patches through the match and things like that so um yeah, it's one. It's one of those where. Well, that, I mean, it was a perfectly timed out. shot. I mean, like you said, you've been playing a certain way throughout most of the match, most of the tournament, and that might have been, you know, it, it was on and uh, something. Not uh, it was in the the toolbox, I guess you could say something that you always that that you practice a bit, so mm-hmm. it was there. And yeah, you did it, yeah. It, hold it on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's one of you know, it's one of those shots that. I always have to contain for the rest of them. Actually, like I've got a few shots which I like to save for, save for, mm. for certain points in the match. You know, my yeah, that and my uh, my Aussie boast from the back, the short angle boast is one of my other favourites. The Aussie boast is that is that the one you you hit it a little bit further up on the front wall? Is, is that the Aussie boast? Uh, the Aussie boast is like a trickle boast, but from the from the back. So you set up like a drive, and then you like almost slice the ball into so it hits a really short angle boast at the front so it oh, yeah, yeah, still yeah. lots of racket head speed so i mean right. I, I i played it really badly against joel at an important point <laughs> and i played <laughs> right. it really well against I, I played it really well against emily on that 10-7 in the fifth and when i thought it was double but the referee couldn't decide um um but yeah oh can i pause for one second i have to answer the door. oh sure yeah <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Well, so, I mean, I won't keep you uh, much longer. It's, you've been great. This has been fantastic. Just talking about that and reliving it. Uh, another, I just wanted to mention, too, with uh, in terms of the mental part, I mean, obviously, you. Uh, we saw what Ferris uh, Dasuki uh, managed to pull off, and he, in his last event, uh, I mean, you, you know what happened there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. double bagel there, and uh, he definitely came back and, and proved uh, the doubters wrong, and proved to himself that uh, you know, with the right mindset. Uh, I mean, he was really well, really well behaved. In the, he was actually having fun with the referees a couple of times. He was joking around mm-hmm. with them and stuff. So I, I mean, both. I mean, not not that you were were in the same boat as him, but uh, I mean, he obviously. Uh, had a had a long think and uh, and turn things around as well. Yeah, I think um, yeah. I, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I was I was not not thinking he was gonna turn that around at two love down either. Um, mm. But I know there was you know, and I don't blame them. There was a lot of people thinking the same in my match as well. And it was it was really great to see him um, really dig in and just keep going and going because I think that's. You know he he'll be the first he'll be the first to admit that's something that he has sort of intermittently done in his in his career mm. and he's such a talented squad Isn't he talented oh my god what great squad holy lord yeah 
and the attacking his attacking squash was phenomenal. Um, to yeah. get to for anyone to get Ali flustered, um, and sort of so indecisive like that is you know a phenomenal performance. So I think yeah, hope hopefully it'll be a. a Good end. To, well, it is a good end to year for both of us. But hope. Well, yeah. Hope uh, like I, I said it on Twitter the other day. I mean, we couldn't have asked for a better ending uh, of the season with you winning the way you won and, and a fantastic win there, and then yeah. uh, Ferris to do what he did. A, a great ending to the season, uh, Sarah Jane. Yeah. Now, before before we go, you you mentioned earlier that the talk of your game was the uh, the shot selection there at nine all. But I I beg to differ. I think the uh, uh, the the conversation had to do with the sl- the sleeves that you were wearing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joe Joey uh, had, and, and the Squash TV guys were talking about how you bring over twenty of them with you uh, to the events. Now, for, firstly, correct me if I'm wrong. You started wearing those after you injured your elbow, right? Yeah, when I came back from my elbow surgery, um, <clears throat> it it just it it felt good to, to sort of the compression of them to help get the swelling down, um, to start with and think, and, um, then it just kind of seemed to support it when I was coming back, um, and actually hitting more and more because to start with I had to build up the hitting a bit and it would sort of get a little bit irritated after each one and you'd have to you know, keep managing that and building up. So the, the sleeve really helped with the sort of swelling side. And although now I don't have, um, it doesn't it doesn't swell up at all, and I can okay. play, I can pretty much play um, as much as I want. Um, I have, yeah, it's it's still, it it now feels weird without it. Yeah, <laughs> I no did doubt, yeah. I did last not the summer just gone, but the one before I did take it off and was training for kind of. I think about six weeks from the summer without it and it was fine. And then just before the first tournament ter- tournament in Nantes, I just tweaked one of the ligaments on the inside of my elbow. So I, I ended up having tape on it for the tournament anyway. And then I was just like, well, you know, it feels, it feels better with the, with the sleeve on. Um, <laughs> Bit of a security um, blanket now, eh? Yeah, and you know, Joey asked me about it again last week. I said, "Well, it's, it's probably as much mental as it is physical now," um, and yeah. he probably liked it too because you know it, it reinforces the, the nickname he's given me. So he probably likes it, but it's taken me. What the, what's the nickname again? Uh, uh, the gladiator. The gladiator. Yeah, the gladiator. <laughs> You're cool with that, are you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't mind that. I quite like it. It's uh, yeah. it was. Very, apps last week I felt but um you know yeah. it's been a bit of trial and error with with the sleeves I had many the uh, one particular brand of neon color ones disintegrated regularly and wrapped themselves around things in the washing machine so I, yeah yeah I, that's the thing out was you know what you need for those uh, my wife actually she's got these um I don't know something similar that she wears when she plays golf she she puts them inside like a a mesh bag Oh yeah, and puts yeah. it in the the washing machine, and it kind of yeah. I did discover those. I do have some now, but you, you, the, there was always a rogue one. Whereas the ones I have now are very different. <laughs> oh, Joey kept saying they were neoprene last week. They're one hundred percent not neoprene. He was, giving you, he, he was uh, giving you a bit of a. He was poking fun at. He said you had uh, twenty or thirty of them. In yeah, your well, I have. Yeah. I have about. I've got about twenty-five at home. 
okay. and I, I probably bring um I probably bring about 10 to a tour, 10 to a tour. He's prone to hyperbole, Joey. uh, Yeah, just, just, just a little bit as Mr. Barrington, but you know, he was shocked to actually paid for them all as well. Um, (laughs) But you you should have a sponsor by now for those you'd think. Dunlop have yet to make one. So uh, I haven't, I haven't got any yet. They maybe, maybe if they, if they catch on amongst the club players, but uh, no, the ones, the ones, um, the ones I wear, I, the best ones I found to wear. They're they're the most comfortable, and they I haven't had one fall apart yet, so they're great. But they are like twenty five pounds a a pop. So um, Ooh, I did, yeah. I did well, get some. You got some a lot of prize money uh, with the last win, so you, you can buy I, I spent both. Most of that, I spent most of that on squash shoes or on new squash shoes to try already. So for those okay. people that out there that think we don't buy any of our own kit, they they are hugely mistaken uh mm. even even um even number six in the world i'm still buying uh most of my squash most that's of absurd. my squash, but all, all my squash shoes <laughs> no that's absurd uh i think most now. most really? of that is a uh most of number the six in the world you, you i mean if anyone that out there listening uh <laughs> need a shoe sponsor for for sarah jane yep. and sleeves uh-huh. Get a marker pen and write on the side of the shoe for whoever wants to sponsor them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's something that you just have to just, you know, deal with. I think the most, the majority of the money will be going to do a new, you know, I've got, I need a new kitchen. So that's okay. where that's well, going. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that, 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 I mean, that, that's where I, where I was hoping you'd, you'd uh, invested in something like that. No, not squash shoes. Yeah, no, the squash shoes. I've got a few pairs of squash shoes to try, and then the rest will be going towards the kitchen. Right on. Well, Sarah Jane, uh, it was fantastic to see you playing so well last week. I want to wish you uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. And, uh, you know, get into a little bit of that Christmas pudding, but not too much. Uh, you know, stay fit. Thanks, Jerry. I'm not, I'm not. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas. But uh, plenty of other puddings. But yeah, thanks a lot. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, that's episode 177. Thanks so much to uh, Sarah Jane Perry, and congratulations again to her for winning the Black Ball. Uh, That was a fantastic uh, tournament for excellent squash, amazing uh, matches there in the semi and the final in particular. But uh, again, congratulations to her and everybody. uh, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, season's greetings, and uh, all the best uh, to your families during this holiday season. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in a few days for the final episode of 2020. Goodbye now.